0: On today's podcast, we sit down with my very first ever role model, my sister. Typically on our show, we talk to entrepreneurs who are changing the world, but entrepreneurship is not the only path to start transforming your life today. Regina shares with us how you can crush it in corporate America and still build a life of greatness on your own terms. To that end, she is currently on a month-long excursion in Southeast Asia, having the time of her life. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Palm, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. Welcome to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. Today we have a truly special guest, and I know I say that often, but today I really mean it. So, you know, today's special guest is the OG, right? She's the OG role model, my very first role model. So, of course, you know, I never told her that growing up because, you know, just like any other kids, you know, you're fighting and bickering and the last thing you want to do is give them props. But after I've grown up a little bit, I can truly say that she was my first glimpse of what success truly looked like and inspired me to do a lot of the things that I'm doing now. She's a two-time graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, both undergrad and law. She's currently crushing it in corporate America, quickly climbing the ranks of a top West Coast based cybersecurity firm. She's a self-proclaimed chef, which I can actually attest to. Her cupcakes are better than anything you've ever tasted. She's a foodie, a true world traveler. She is cr- the creator of La Dope V, aka The Dope Life. And with no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my sister, big little sister, Regina Atchampalm. How you doing, Reedy?
1: Doing well, and uh, thank you for telling the world my nickname.
0: I did just, I accidentally. I didn't even mean to do it. Yeah, so her nickname growing up was Reedy. Can anybody guess why? It's because she was greedy. Used to call her Greedy Reedy. I, I feel like I don't even call you that as much anymore. I got to get back to calling you that. No. <laughs> but now, thanks for coming on the show. Um, you know, we've been you know talking about this for a while, and so I'm glad that we were finally able to make it happen Um, especially at a time where you have a lot of exciting things going on in your life. So I did give the high-level breakdown on, you know, who you are and what you're about, but just kind of in your own words, if you don't mind giving us us a little background on your career journey and just tell us, you know, who you are and what you're all about.
1: Sure. Um, Thanks for having me, obviously. Um, So I started my career journey, as George mentioned, I went to law school at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, And I graduated in 2008, and if you guys remember what happened in 2008, the market crashed. And so options were very limited uh, for people, you know, who were coming out of law school because there were a lot of firms that were closing or consolidating, so a lot of offers got rescinded. Um, But at that point, I knew I wanted something different. I've always been fascinated with business and operations and contracts and how I can weave my legal knowledge into the corporate setting. Um, so i started my career journey at verizon wireless federal up in maryland in in the dc area Um, i worked there for three years and i got to a point where i felt like i had done what i needed to do there Um, and from there i went to accenture if you know anything about accenture they are a massive uh, consulting firm and they do a lot with um, systems integrations and things like that and so I knew that that was a place that I wanted to be, and so I took the leap of faith to um, take a contract role there um, when the opportunity was presented, um, under the, you know, the hope that it would translate into a full-time position, which it did. Um, and so from there, I went through, you know, the ranks and ended up running their global uh, multilateral practice, working with some of, you know, the world's uh, largest. Um, quasi-government entities like the UN, the World Bank, the IMF, um, and really carved out a niche for myself um, because I really liked working with international customers, solving very complex um, problems and figuring out how we could do business with them in a way that made sense for our company. Um, So from there, I I worked at Accenture for five years. Things went really well, um, and an opportunity presented itself to leave everything I knew and kind of the path that I was on, I was actually on a leadership track and had already been registered for um, a women in leadership training program that was basically designed to get you to the next level, which would ultimately be, you know, managing director role. Um, But this opportunity came uh, to work for a cybersecurity firm and basically build their contracts practice from the ground up. Uh, and while that was scary as I don't know what, you know, to leave everything I knew in my comfort zone, it also presented a challenge, um, that I was willing to take because it allowed me the autonomy to do things how I saw fit based on things that I learned in the past. Um, so now it's a little over two years later and I, I love my job, you know, I love the team that I work with and the freedom that I have to, uh, basically create a division that makes sense versus just doing something the way it had already been done. Hmm. Um, so that's where I'm at now, and things are going well, and I have no regrets about taking the risk. But it was scary because these people don't know me; they don't know what I'm capable of, and so I had to basically rebuild my brand at a new company. Um, but it has been the greatest decision I've made.
0: Wow! Wow! It's powerful stuff. So. Since we are siblings, you know, I know all are deep and dark secrets, right? <laughs> no, I I'm don't have any. I <laughs> don't have no, any. Let you tell me. <laughs> but all jokes aside, I know where you truly come from, you know? And so for those who look at, you know, where you're in life now, they might think you've made it. You know, so can you just share with us, like, some of the steps from the moment you stepped foot in the corporate America up until now that afforded you the opportunity to live the life that you're living now? Um, I
1: would say the first thing is be very, you know, protect your brand and, and place value on whatever you put your name on. So when I worked at Verizon, when I worked at Accenture, I worked my butt off. Like there were times where I was taking conference calls at 11 PM, you know, I was negotiating contracts in New York and DC simultaneously. So I'd get on the train, you know, go to New York, spend all day there, tired, stressed, go back to DC, fly home for a day. And then they say, Hey, we need you back. And, but I, I knew that in order to be able to demand what I wanted later, I had to put in the work on the front end, so there were a lot of long nights. There were—I I remember one pay period within two days, I had worked 32 hours. Mm-hmm. So while that's, you know, not for the faint of heart, it gave me uh, the ability to basically write my own check later, um, because people knew my value, and that's how I got the job that I'm in now. Someone who I used to work with, who I didn't even think was paying attention to me at that level, knew the type of value, drive, um, and, and level of, you know attention to detail that I brought to my work um, that made him willing to just basically put me in a position where they were creating a role specifically for me Um, and that's a really powerful position to be in because I didn't need a job I did I was in a great career already but having that leverage allowed me to ask for what I want and get it
0: awesome man so you know I know the background and I know that there was kind of several several steps that led up to the point that you're at now. And my question was, there was there ever like a defining moment or like a single point in time where you were just like, you know what? Like, I just don't want to go about this the way everybody else is doing. It. I don't want to just be in the rat race, working a nine to five. I mean, you have a law degree, right? I don't want to just be in the courtroom. Like, was there anything that clicked for you at any point in time or was it just a culmination of your life's experiences to that point? Like Like, what was that moment like? What made you decide to go the path that you're going on?
1: So that's a really phenomenal question. Um, And there was a moment. I think it was late in my uh, second year of law school. And I would met with some people who had been graduated maybe for a couple of years at this point. And so I was asking this guy, you know, so what's your life like now that you're at a big firm? You know, you kind of made it. That's what everybody's kind of gearing for, you know, in law school. And he said, so basically I wake up at 6. I'm in the office by 7. I'm there till about 10 or 11 at night I come home and if you know this is a little less than PG but he said I come home I smoke a bowl I go to sleep and go and do it all over again and that was his life so yeah he was making six figures but he was working so many hours and had no life outside of that and in the back of my head I was like that's not what I'm doing this for like I know that you know the legal knowledge that I'm gaining is you know very valuable um, and I know you can leverage it to make a lot of money but I didn't want just money to be the end goal if I didn't have a life, you know, worth living outside of that. So that was the moment where I started looking at what are my options to leverage this degree in a way that made sense for me. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I loved business. i like, even as a kid, I was strategizing on like, if you did this, this and this, you know, you can create, <laughs> you know, this really um, phenomenal business structure. So um, I started talking to, you know, career counselors and I also started taking classes on, contracts negotiation all of these skills that can be used in any um, setting uh, and focused on corporate and business law um, and that's when I realized like I could take what I knew and work for like I really wanted to work for an Accenture at the time you know that I graduated but again in 2008 they were doing nothing but laying off so it didn't work out that way but I ended up where I was supposed to be anyway um, so that was definitely the, my defining moment where I knew I did not want big firm life. I didn't want to just be chasing partnership for the sake of doing so. I wanted to have a life and, you know, have a career that I could be proud of.
0: So it sounds like, you know, even if you didn't know it, but it sounds like you've been kind of architecting your, your, your journey from day one, like being very, I guess the word that comes to mind for me is intentional, right? Because typically, especially going to like Chapel Hill, like that is the route. It's like, you know, you get the law degree from a, from a, a good school. You can go into one of these firms, be an associate work your face off uh, 80 hours a week um, and then then maybe become, you know, a junior partner, then maybe a senior, you know, so that's the path and it's just pounding the pavement. And so, you know, for me, not knowing anything about the industry, looking back, I almost like felt like, I, I, just, I don't think I ever told you this, but I almost like wondered what you were doing. Yeah, to be honest, I'm like, well, she got this law to be like, is she doing law though? You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't understand it. I never really mentioned it because you were always smarter than me. So I'm like, well, she probably knows something, but I don't get it. And so now, just looking at, uh, you know, so many years later, it's like, oh, I get it now. Because I do know people. Actually, one of my favorite shows, Suits. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how much of a depiction that is of real life, but they are working all times of night, right? And so it's like, oh, oh, I get it now. But it was just, I think you you had so much foresight to be able to make that decision then when... You know, everybody else is looking at it like, okay, especially in the era we're in now with Instagram and showing your life and blah, 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 blah. Everybody would look at that like, oh, that's the route. You could say that, you know, one day you're going to have your name on the wall and blah, blah, blah. But you had the foresight to say, I want my life to look a certain way. I don't care what my name being on the wall. I don't care about being at a big firm. I care about living a life that is truly mine. So that brings me to my next point. So you're living your best life, <laughs> which is great. I mean, if you go check out her Instagram, I mean, travel stories for days. Actually, I wore my visa hat that she got me in um, St. Lucia. I got so many compliments on it. But yeah, so she travels everywhere, all over the world, still inspires me to this day. I got to catch up. Um, and so my question is, you know, from the outside looking in, people are like, oh man, she must have got it. And truth be told, she do, right? <laughs> but... I want you to talk a little bit about like how much financial responsibility has has played to your ability to be able to live this life. Right. Because while you do, quote unquote, have it after grinding it out for many years, there's a lot more you could be doing with your money in other ways. Right. That the general public might do or how they like to look at success. So just walk us through your mindset around financial responsibility and what do you attribute some of your financial savages to?
1: Um, in terms of financial responsibility, like growing up, we didn't have a lot, you know, and, you know, our mom made do with what she had, but I always knew that I wanted to be able to be in a place where I didn't have to struggle. So, you know, first of all, part of going to Chapel Hill for undergrad and law school means you've got a boatload of student loans because while the federal government gives you some money, it's not nearly enough to do what you need to do. Um, and so I've always been, you know, kind of, I would say, uh, a wild Mustang, in the sense that I do, I chart my own path, you know, where everybody's asking, oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to do this? Like that doesn't hold any weight for me. Like, so I knew that financially I had to do things my way. So I live, you know, as far below my means as possible so that even first coming out of school, even though I had all these student loans, I always maxed out my 401k, no matter what. Yeah, I could have, you know, decreased that percentage and have more money in my pocket to spend on, bottles or whatever everyone was doing at that time but I knew that these are the steps I need to take so that I don't have to worry about money later because my goal is not to work till the end of time my goal is to you know be able to be in a position where if I at age 45 I decide I don't want to work anymore and just want to pursue a passion I can do that so financially you know I always contributed to my 401k I always tried to save even if it was only $50 a paycheck because that's all I could afford I made sure that saving was a priority and if I couldn't afford things I didn't get them. Like to this day, you know, like Dora said, I make a good amount of money. I don't own a pair of red bottoms. I just bought my first Louis Vuitton bag and that was because I just genuinely loved the bag. You know, not because I needed something to show off to people because I think a lot of people go through life, especially if you didn't have a lot growing up. The first time you get any money in your pocket, you want to prove to people that you have it. But those people that you're proving to, A, don't care about you, B, are not paying your bills. So that was just never a concern for me. Like, I wanted to spend my money on experiences. Like George said, I love to travel because I learn so much, you know, get valuable insight that I'm able to also translate into my professional life Mm. um, as well. And so, you know, experiences over everything, you know, the stories I'm able to tell from my travels, You know, being able to translate that into a corporate setting and talk to people like that, it makes you more interesting. Nobody cares about how many pairs of shoes you have. That doesn't make you interesting. But if you've got some global experience that you can apply to both your personal and professional life, that's real value, you know, in addition to just the reward of having seen some of these beautiful places around the world.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, a lot of people may look at your life and be like, okay, I hear you. It sounds good. You made a lot of steps. Well, I didn't make those steps. And here I am right now. What am I going to do? And they might feel like it's impossible to get to the point that you're at now because they didn't have that foresight that you had. So, to those people, what do you say?
1: Start where you are. Like, as long as you have breath in your body, you have an opportunity to change your circumstance. Like, I have this quote that I always say is, your life is the sum of your decisions. And so that's both, you know, sometimes that can be a step on your toes, but it's also empowering because, you know, as long as you have time to change your decisions and make and do things differently, you have an opportunity to change your life. Like there are people who look at like Taraji. She didn't really get her first big break until she was in her late 30s, early 40s when everyone was telling her, you just need to go find a job. You need to, you know, not worry about acting and things like that. But if you have a passion and you're willing to do things differently, if you know you've not been taking care of your finances do something right now to change that even if it's you transfer twenty dollars into your savings to get your mind in the habit of this is a priority for me so you know I tell people like, as long as you have time on your side you can change your life like there are people who are you know 50 years old making career changes but it makes them happy, and it's changing the trajectory of their life. Um, so, do not get overwhelmed with the fact that you haven't done something because everything that happened in your past is a lesson. What all you can do is master the moment, and that's the present moment. And if you do something right now that's for your betterment tomorrow, and then tomorrow you do the same thing, guess what? You create a pattern that's going to lead to changing your life. Awesome, man. That's that's powerful
0: stuff. Now, y'all see where I get it from. I, I, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this on record because this is gonna be out for the world to hear forever. <laughs> but I must admit, a lot of my mentality and foresight, and just seeing it right—whether she directly told me what to do or not—is what allowed me to make some of the moves that I made. So y'all just got a glimpse at some of that just there on that little tidbit. Um, so rewinding back a little bit. Uh, You know, you started your career at Verizon, uh, then you moved on to work for a top, if not the top management consulting firm in the world, Um, a place where people typically hang their shingles, say, this is it, I'm gonna just keep climbing up the ranks. Um, You know, you're good to go from here. So you made the decision to then go to another company where things were seemingly uncertain, but you took another leap of faith. So it seems like the trend of your journey is taking leaps of faith, right? And so my question for you is, What about that, like, I mean, what inside of you just gives you that encouragement to say, like, it's time to move on, even when things are good, because most people move on when things are bad, right? It's like, backs against the wall, I'm about to get fired, I ain't even doing shit, like, I gotta go, right? You're leaving when you're at the top, or you're making these decisions when things are going well, so, like, what's
1: driving that? So, that's when I'll say being truly in touch with yourself and your intuition is critical like a lot of the decisions that i've been able to make that probably didn't make sense like you said to the outside world like why are you leaving something that's certain you know you're on the leadership track everybody knows what you're capable of and you you know you've got people who are championing for you how do you leave that is because like i trust my gut you know even like when i was working at accenture amazon has come to me now twice you know, and I interviewed for them, with them, but I didn't feel it. It did not feel like it was the right move. And I don't believe in making changes for change's sake. Because I, I do know some people like, well, it's a new job. It's a new opportunity. But is it the right one? You know, Because you can end up in a situation where the grass is definitely not greener, and you wish you were where you started. So you know, really trusting my intuition. So when the opportunity kind of presented itself, like, again, there was not even a requisition for this role um and as yours said it was more uncertain because this company's you know up and coming um but this is a a division that doesn't even exist essentially um and so you know before we even went down the path of talking about you know the job i talked to the vp and the energy like energy is so important the energy was just so good and i felt at ease so then i talked to you know the man who's now my direct manager and again his energy was just so positive and so good and my, my gut was telling me this is the place even though i didn't know i didn't know anything about cybersecurity, i would worked in you know contracts law you know international organizations like this was completely outside of my comfort zone but i know that in order to have the life you want you've got to be able to take risks and at the end of the day my name spoke for itself you know anywhere else i work so if things blew up in my face you can always go and apply for another job but i didn't want to sit and wonder what if because i was too scared to make a change um but trust your intuition and in order to be able to do that you have to have that you know self-confidence you know know that your gut is not leading you astray right right got it
0: powerful um so so now thinking about it right so you're doing even better than you were before by taking that leap of faith uh, you're moving up even more rapidly in a company that gives you you know full support uh, you're like you're legit managing other pe- other human beings like you're a legit manager now <laughs> um, you get to hire people I'm guessing that need you' also get to fire people um, you have unlimited have you all ever heard of- I'd never heard of this until she told me unlimited PTO what does that even mean don't give don't give unlimited PTO to a guy like me because you go CB. but unlimited PTO just called me two two days ago um, saying that you got a 200 percent bonus what is that like These are things that are unheard of. Like, there's literally can't be anything else you want or need to accomplish. But yet, here and still, we're at a place where, not that you're ready to leave your your job because, you know, this is a great company. Um, You're still learning. You're developing as as a person um, and as a career woman. But something... On the inside, you said it's time to do something additional, not necessarily leave your career, but there's something else I was called to do in addition to this right now, right? And so that is where the La Dope um, came to fruition, right? And so tell us a little bit about that and what people can expect from that platform.
1: Yeah, so like George said, I'm, 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 busy, I'm a busy woman. And so for a long time, you know, on Instagram, I share my food, my travels and things like that. And I've gotten so many messages, you should write a cookbook. You should do this. You could should do that, but nothing really, you know. While that sounded good, nothing pulled me, you know, in a way that I'm going to add another thing on my plate. Because um, I think, you know, if you're going to do something at this stage in life, you got to be committed to it, and you got to have a passion for it. Because it'll just be another thing that is stressing you out on top of everything else you've got going on. But for a while, you know, and really, I think at the start of this year you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, life is really at a cadence where things are good, but what is my purpose? Like, I love my job, but my nine to five is not my purpose. And, you know, so I've been really getting into meditation and yoga, and it's given me a lot of mental clarity. And even a, one of my friends, she does tarot readings. And she said, you know, I see you working on something that's more aligned with your passion. It's, you know, not in conflict with your career, but it's something that, you know, is going to, you know, delve more into your creative and personal side, and I lied to you, now within two days, the, the concept for this website um, came to me. Um, so basically, it's a, a lifestyle, you know, blog that follows, you know, my journey, both, you know, professionally, but more importantly, my travels, uh, because I get a lot of messages where people used to tell me, I live vicariously through you, where are we going next? And in my head, I'm like, you can be doing this too. I don't want you to live vicariously through me, I want you to be inspired to do some of the things that I'm doing on your own terms. Um, you know, and I always, I'm kind of one of those people that naturally kind of been a life coach and helping people. people come to me when they're negotiating their salaries for new jobs or, you know, they're struggling in their personal lives. I like to be able to be in a position to help people and take, you know, the wisdom that I've learned along the way. Um, and share that knowledge. I think, you know, that's very important. As you grow and climb, you lift as you climb and you share that knowledge with other people, like not hoarding it, not crabs in a barrel, because how does that serve the greater good? Um, And so really, I wanted to provide a platform where, you know, women and men could come and be inspired, learn about different, you know, places they might have not thought to travel to. Um, And I can provide tips on how to do these things affordably, because as we mentioned before, like, I'm very... You know I keep a tight-knit around my finances because that's the only way I'm able to do the things that I want to do is by you know cutting costs where I don't have to overspend um, and so I'm really excited about you know launching this website and really sharing knowledge and just creating a community of people who are looking to live better lives like it's not just about the travel it's not just about the food but it's about feeding your mind body and soul Mm. Um, because if you want to live the life you want to everything has to be in harmony you can't be working like a dog but then not taking care of your body because guess what your body is your vessel for everything that you're trying to do Um, and so really instilling that knowledge about you know proper nutrition um, self-care Fitness, like fitness is important, it's not optional, it's not something that those people at the gym just do. Your body, it, if you you can make a million dollars, if you beat your body to the ground and you're on in the hospital on your deathbed, that million dollars doesn't matter. And so really retraining people on how to think about life, because we get so caught up in the rat race and, and seeing what other people have and constantly on the go trying to have bigger and better, none of that's going to matter. At the end of the day if you're not taking care of yourself so really creating a like-minded community around wellness and success you can be successful without killing yourself at the same time to achieve it um so yeah i know that was a mouthful but you know this is as you can see it's something i'm really passionate about is just sharing things that have helped me get to where i am
0: awesome awesome stuff so uh i know you're gearing up for your official website launch soon um, but just, you know, tell us, you know, what are you most excited about in coming weeks or months? You got anything big planned? You know, just just let us know what, what to be on the lookout for.
1: So, yeah, I'm, you know, launching this website on October 25th, which is significant cause, because that's my birthday. Um, and, you know, this time last year on that day, I was leaving the country and I was on a flight, you know, to bury my father. And so I think that also put a lot of things in perspective for me. So this time around... I'm leaving the country, but for something really cool. Um, For the longest time, I've been kind of saying to myself, I'd really like to do what's called like a mini retirement. Um, I don't know if any of you have read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, but that's also a concept that he talks about, like not waiting to the end of life to do the things that you want to do. And so I finally got the courage and I was getting so many signs from the universe that I need to go to Bali in particular. And so, you know, I talked to my boss, Um, And I'm taking a month off to go to the South Asia Pacific. So I'll be in Thailand, Bali, and Australia um, on a solo journey so that I can really learn more about myself, grow, you know, create these new experiences, meet new people, and do things I've never done. Um, And I'll be kind of... I'll be capturing that, you know, with video and photos um, for my blog and sharing that with everyone. So, you'll kind of have a a live feed into, you know, what I'm experiencing the good, bad, and ugly because obviously doing things on your own is a very different um, experience than, you know, when you're going with a group. But I think that Um, I'm going to learn a lot. I think I'm going to grow a lot. um, And I feel very supported in this journey. Um, So I'm really excited. Um, So I will be wheels up on November 1st to Bangkok.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay, so tell us about, well, I guess you kind of did. I was going to say, tell us about what you hope to learn in this journey. So you basically just want to learn more about yourself. And, you know, now that you're on this new path to, educate and inform the world you want to be ultra in tune with with who you are so you kind of already answered that question um how can people connect with you so if they want to learn more about you what you got going on what's coming up next like what's the best way for people to be connected
1: um so you can go to my website there's a contact form there it's wwwl Um, Also, I'm on Instagram, law underscore dope underscore V. And through my website, you can pretty much find all of my different social media platforms. Um, But that's a great way to start. And, you know, if you have questions about life, about career, um, I've already helped quite a few people through my book club. You know, someone just got a job offer and she's like, ordinarily, I would have been scared to take the risk. But through talking to you and being inspired, I took the risk and it's the opportunity I've been waiting for. Um, so I love, you know, those stories. I love helping people. So find me online. I'm sure George will, you know, after he posts a podcast, um, make sure you can get connected to me as well. But, you know, I'm open, you know, I'm here to help um, because I've gotten here because other people have been open to helping me. Um, and so I do believe in paying it forward. And like I said, just sharing knowledge and lifting as you climb.
0: Indeed, indeed. So the last question. That I like to ask all of my guests, and I feel like in some way or the other, everybody ends up organically answering it throughout the podcast. But if we could just sum it up in a sentence or two, what are you doing with your lifestyle today that will ensure that you leave a meaningful legacy tomorrow?
1: So, with my lifestyle today, you know, I think I'm setting a legacy of, of doing things differently, which Can inspire others to not feel like they have to do things they don't want to do. You can be successful doing things that make you happy, but more importantly, you know, I'm setting the financial um, stage so that the next generation in my family won't have to struggle, you know, and making those investments and sacrificing and not spending as much on myself in certain arenas so that when I leave, there's something there versus, you know, debt and, and funeral expenses and things like that. So, really thinking about what I'm going to leave the world as a person, you know, I hope that I leave this world um, better than I left it, you know, through guidance and wisdom and sharing, but more importantly, also leaving a financial legacy for the next generation of action pongs, you know, uh, that come through.
0: Awesome. Well, we, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. Uh, the, the first official sibling collaboration <laughs> on the podcast. So definitely look forward to learning more about your journey. Maybe we'll have to have you back and learn, you know, to hear about what you learned. Absolutely. Uh, but thanks again. And thank you guys for listening. And until next time, peace.
1: Thanks.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Action Park, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion and profit makes sense to me.